Hello, Spielberg Apatheticus Matt Benson here at the start of our of part two of our Hook special. Uh, remember, if you uh, want to download the whole thing at once, you can always go to benbnetwork.com slash bangerang or benbnetwork.com slash spielberg slash bangerang. I kind of messed up when I said it last week, and now as a result, you can do either of those things. Um, we're here with part two. Uh, I don't want to waste too much time on this intro, so uh, we're talking Rufio. Let's dive right in. Two is one of the, I would say, more successful attempts to take like an existing older story and make it more like edgy in a nineties way. Yeah, because like when yeah. you look at Peter Pan, he's like a little kid in tights, and you're supposed to buy him as a sword fighter. Yeah, you can see how nineties audiences maybe wouldn't believe that so much. So then here comes Rufio. He's got the the hair, and, and you know he's like skateboarding and yeah, stuff. Like, like on paper, it's very it's very much a stupid nineties edgy version. He's a he's a punk yeah. heavy metal kid. Yeah. That's very appropriate for 1991, and it works. Here. Yeah, and it doesn't work in a lot of other things. It works here, well, especially if the, and, the Lost Boys are like these time lost children. Yeah. it almost makes right. sense that Rufio was kind of maybe possibly picked up in the 80s. Yeah, or from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I would think that would be a lot to do with the actor too, because mm-hmm. I really buy Rufio being an intimidating character. Yeah. yeah, like I'm a grown man, and when I see Rufio, I'm like, oh, I'm not messing <laughs> with that guy. No, no, no. Rufio. <laughs> yeah. You saw Rufio in the alley. You're gonna go walk the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I will gladly hand over my wallet. I don't want any trouble. Oh, and one more thing about Rufio. Um, I took four years of Latin class in high school, hmm. and it was more of like a history class than learning the language. And there was some character in some sort of old Roman uh, literature that was named Rufio. So the entire class would chant Rufio <laughs> when it came to that part. So it's a, a fond memory. Yeah. Um. This might end up being a two-parter, by the way, guys. Just looking at the time. Well, we have three guys really into the film. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't shocked by this. So, um, so next we get a, there's a whole segment of the of the boys sort of tormenting uh, Peter. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what what we can really say about it. It's it's a it's a really fun little just kind of. It's a, and also like a real showcase for John's music too. Yeah, that's true. Um, should we talk about the the the, the rest of the score? Yeah, because um, I'd say we'd, we'd bring it up later. Um, I like it. I think it really works here. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it doesn't quite stick out like as a lot of John Williams' other scores do. Like okay. I, it, this one never really sticks in my head, mm-hmm. and it's weird to say like um, my criticism of this score is that it's not iconic. <laughs> but it's like when you think of how many iconic scores John Williams right. has done, it uh, this just it doesn't quite get there for me. Um, I don't I don't dislike mm-hmm. it at all. Yeah. I mean, I dislike the earlier parts obviously. <laughs> but uh, this. Bum, ba, dum, bum, ba, <laughs> I'm just doing that just roll his eyes. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know if I, I, how do you guys? I mean, you you both said it was the greatest score ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say this, okay? Uh, isolated, mm-hmm. um, and it happens a lot with John Williams' music. Is that if you just yeah. if you listen to episode one score completely on its own without any uh, visuals yeah. or awful story connected to it, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a great score, and I actually remember when I uh, wrote my article on Hook for Agents of Guard. Uh, post Rob Williams' passing, I did use, I was playing the Hook soundtrack as just, well, I need background music. And when I finally listened to it on its own completely, I was blown at, like, blown away. I'm like, wow, this is, by itself, this is just great music. Um, Like, isolated, completely on its own. It's it's some amazing music. And maybe the, that's the thing, maybe the film doesn't utilize it as well, as great on its own, depending on the scene sequence there. I think the Lost Boy sequence is great. And we'll get to my absolute favorite score. Yeah moment uh when we get to that scene okay. but on its own if you just listen to the to the hook music it's like fuck wow this is just great great john williams music and um no that's that's me mark <laughs> <laughs> um i will agree that yeah it definitely does not stand out as much as uh williams like star wars mm-hmm. superman theme indiana jones music uh and one reason for that maybe again on wikipedia it talked about how john williams originally wrote 
the music like it was going to be a musical because mm. that was the original plan for the movie. I can see that. And then, I didn't know that. Yeah, he adapted a good amount of the music to be a score. So I don't maybe the translation from musical music to score yeah. might have uh, lessened it some as far as John Williams' music goes. That's interesting. I probably it's interesting how the musical seems to go. But obviously, because of the big famous play, it seems like they always want to try to go back to musical. Like, yeah. I, we will, mm-hmm. I will talk. I have not seen it. I have not really heard a lot about it, good things about it. But the Pan film that came out a mm-hmm. year ago yeah. uh, with Hugh Jackman and such um, has some bizarre, weird musical sequences. Isn't that one also supposed to be like a sequel to the Peter Pan story? Like a prequel. Oh, okay. Let's not talk about oh, that. Right. <laughs> but they, that, that too includes some, like, they had, like, weird covers of Nirvana what? music. Yeah. But it, it, the pirates are singing, Here We Are Now. What? And our, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, what? But it, it always seems like, because oh. probably because of the musical play, they always, people are always, like, we'll wanted to want to put music, yeah. musical elements to a Peter Pan story. Hmm. Okay, well, so we all know the, the greatest musical is uh, the one from Arrested Development. Where uh, invisible, <laughs> you're a crook. Captain. There it is. Oh, that one. There it is. Throw the book. The trial the of pirate. Captain. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's actually that's correct. That is. The thank you, Matt. I did not. I started the joke and I was like, oh god, I don't remember oh, what the I song is. Like, I, I and I misremember. I took the wrong musical. I went yeah. to the season four one. Yeah. But, um, but no, Matt's correct. That's the best musical of You know what? So I take it back. I have seen another version of the Peter Pan story. <laughs> and it was go. the trial of Captain Hook in Arrested Development. Oh, my God. Um, um, the next scene I really like. It's um, so Hook is depressed. Mm-hmm. And he's, he wants to kill himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't stop me, Smee. Don't stop me. Don't oh, stop me. Oh, no, Smee, what are you doing? Stop me. Okay. Nope. I just like Smee's going. Well, again, yeah. <laughs> this is like a weekly occurrence, yeah. maybe daily. It's, it's kind of like double dutch. Like he knows he has to jump in and stop him eventually. Yeah. But he knows if he jumps in too early, he'll get mad. <laughs> it's so great too because it's Smee is almost if like he doesn't know he's going to do this again. But it's almost Smee is doing everything he can to for Hook to not do the gun thing. So like, oh, let's play with your boat. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> food, food, food. Look right, right. Come on. Don't stop me, Smee. Smee, stop me, Smee. What are you doing, Smee? Smee, what are you doing, Smee? Don't look back there, you idiot. Stop. <laughs> Uh, so I wish we fun. could have gotten uh, Dustin Hoffman and Bob Haskins in a comedic role together in other films. That would have been really nice. Because <sighs> they got their chemistry so great. Yeah, it yeah really is. they really did. Um, um, oh, did, did we already jump to the jump over the scene where uh, Pockets is, is the lost little lost boy yeah. is saying this guy is Peter? Uh, I think I think that comes after. It might have come at the end of of that. It's not when it goes into a training montage. Yeah, because well, it does. Yeah, because that's. I think it's the next one then. Right? I think it's the next. But before that, because we mm-hmm. do have this is where Smee first suggests the mm-hmm. make Pan's kids love you plan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a yeah. Um, a great evil plan. That's yeah. a good evil plan. Yeah. yeah. You want, um, you want like to, go ahead. evil one hundred and one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hit him in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he decides to do that, and then we get uh, they 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 see that Peter is Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, or some of them do. Well, Rufio still not recognized. Which is kind of cool. That's a good scene. That's yeah. a really good scene where Pockets is stretching Robin's face. To yeah, go like, yeah. Oh, oh. Now there you are, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> it's underneath I've got these a, wrinkles. <laughs> I've got a personal story about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned earlier that my sister and I watched this movie all the time uh, as kids in the hot days of summer, and even to this day, sometimes when I'll see her, I'll just stop everything <laughs> and I'll go, "Hey, my sister's name is Laura." I'll go, "Hey, hold on a second, Laura." I'll take her glasses off and I'll just start swooshing her face for a good 20 seconds. And then I'll stretch her eye. And she's usually like, oh, God, because she knows what's coming. And I go, there you are, Peter. Uh, I've done it to my dad, I think. My sister multiple times. She's done it to me. Yeah. That's always a cute little uh, hi, how are you? Um, I have another personal add on to to this as well, the scene as well. So it's the, okay, so we're done shooting. Mm I'm done shooting with uh, Dante, mm-hmm. uh, and yes, in this scene, he does use his, his you know, he has his, he's still holding the Peter Pan sword in his yeah. hand. So I'm talking to him about, like, hey, so what are you working on now? That type of typical bullshit. But the entire time I'm talking to him, I, I didn't realize I was doing it. I just kept looking at the sword. <laughs> and my buddy, who's the guy who wrote it, and he's, you know, he's also in the scene. Uh, he wrote the sketch. He's also one of the actors. He finally called me out on He's like, hey, Dante, Justin, I think Justin wants to look at the sword. And I'm like... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and then Dante's laughing. He's like, oh, dude, yeah, of course. So I hold, I, I held the sword. Nice. And, That's awesome. And I'm looking at it, like, there's some cool weights to it. And then I'm like, wow, dude, wow. And then Dante's like, yeah, no, check it out. So he points at the tip of the sword. 
And he noticed, like, you see how, like, there's kind of, like, scuff marks on the, on the sword? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that's, this is the sword we use for this scene, where he drew, the, where Rufio drew the oh, line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I would meet him, well, you, then you were like, you the bee or the pan man, and I started <laughs> quoting it, and I realized, oh, my God, I'm a moron. Like, I got really geeky bad for, like, 2.5 seconds, and Dante was like, whoop. And then I kind of went, hey, you want to wake up? <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. And I'm like, so yeah, you're finishing Avatar. Yeah, that's great. Um, I do have a picture of me with the sword, FYI. Nice. It's, yeah, awesome. But, but no, yeah, I, I, that was the one moment. I think that's the moment when I realized when I was being very critical on the film, yeah. when I accidentally did that in front of Dante, I mm -hmm. retracted and went, I guess I still love Hook. <laughs> I'm just repressing it. Yeah. And I guess I still do love the movie. I can call out the flaws, but I do love the So okay. someone... Someone stretched your face and went, there you are, love of Hook. He's been there. That's, that someone was Dante Bosco yeah. in the Peter Pan sword. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so next we get a big training montage. Mm -hmm. That's fun. The kids are like making fun of oh, yeah. him. Very like, fun. You're fat, you're old, you're fat, you're old. It's basically <laughs> <Yeah>. the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is one of the few like actual musical moments because it is actually them singing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Then uh, to get them to learn how to fly, they're gonna—they've uh, uh, perhaps based on Thudbutt's design because he's <laughs> the one with the miniature version. They have constructed a human slingshot. Can we pause on that and go? How great's Thudbutt? Thudbutt <laughs> is the best. <laughs> uh, when we were planning this episode, I changed the name of our chat to the Lost Boys, and I—I I, I deemed myself Thudbutt. I caught that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I missed. What is Thudbud? I must be a bad fan of this movie. You don't know what? What do you mean? Do you, do you, which know, one is he? There's a piece of cheese that says Thudbud later on. Yeah. That Thud I Butt, noticed. Thudbud is the large child. Oh, the large lost boy. The they lost say ball. his name is Thudbud in the film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. It's this weird thing okay. where it's like I've just found out that the kid in the suit is named Don't Ask. Yeah. <laughs> like last night when yeah. I was looking up well, IMDb. Um, <laughs> yeah, I listen it on IMDb all the names. Yeah. But Thudbud. Yeah. Well, now I'm really embarrassed because uh, yeah, Matt said he changed his name in the in the messenger chat to Thudbud, and I thought I was being really funny, and I just referenced Key and Peel and changed my name to Kingle McCringleberry. I liked it. I was missing the joke. I, no, I, I enjoyed it. I just thought still. we were doing silly names. <laughs> I mean, in a way, we were, and I I, I liked Kingle McCringleberry. Kingle McCringleberry. <laughs> It's a great name. Never land steak. The first time I, I watched this movie, I was like, "Man, Rufio's a prick. I wish Thudbutt <laughs> was in charge." And then, <laughs> well, and then we get to that. Yeah, we were talking about like, "Oh, he's but he's a great that kid's great." Yeah, that that yeah. one of the no. If you want to talk about great kid actors, yeah, he's great. I love his little. You know, when he's giving the marbles back to to Peter, yeah. saying like, "No, these are Toodles' marbles. These are his happy thoughts." He kind of yeah. does this little cool like finger motion to his eyes, yeah. and yeah. and and he's kind. of... <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, and then Peter's like, he really did lose his marbles, and just like, oh, no, no he's not just a crazy person, he yeah. actually did, and, and, and Dudbud's like, I know, he lost him fucking good, dude. <laughs> There's a lot of joy emanating from that kid in that scene. Yeah. yeah you just be like, oh, I want to be friends with that kid. Dudbud's like, awesome. <laughs> so great. Dudbud's good. And I do like, we'll get, I mean, we can wait for it, because it's a couple scenes from now, but mm -hmm. we'll talk about him in the dinner scene, too. Yeah. So the, mm -hmm. they've got the human slingshot. Um, mm -hmm. They're telling Peter to think a happy thought to help you fly, and they've right. got with signs. A, with, a shaved, with a shaved Robin Williams, I'm assuming. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not. There's no hair on his chest. I, oh no, no, that Robin was very surprised. I know. I mean, actually, I didn't think about that until you brought it up. I'm like, yeah, he is ridiculously clean shaven in the scene. That yeah, is not Robin that was Williams. the first time yeah. I ever noticed that was this viewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when when you when when Robin Williams takes his shirt off, you're expecting to see some hair there. No, he's a wolf man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, and they joke about it on the Simpsons. It's in the pop culture that he's a yeah. hairy man. Yeah. Um, and they drew on him. That must have, I feel like that's a weird day on set as an actor <laughs> when you just stand there and have a bunch of kids draw on your chest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. But they drew a happy face on his chest yeah. to help him think happy thoughts. Which I, in the long run you go, yeah, not the best plan, guys. <laughs> yeah. um, the kids are holding up signs with happy thoughts on which I like. They're like, uh, horsey is one of them. Gum is another kid's happy thought. That's really great. Um but it doesn't work for Peter, and he just he falls flat right in the thing. In the in the, mm -hmm. in the pool of paint mud yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, next scene is Hook trying to get the kids to love him. Yeah. He's giving uh he's teaching them a lesson on why parents hate their kids, <laughs> and how Peter and Moira secretly hate both of them. Yeah. Uh, Maggie doesn't buy it, but he's Jack's maybe a little bit on the line here. Yeah, maybe yeah. Jack's uh, picking up what he's putting down. Yeah, Jack. Jack is uh, easily 
Pled. Played. Yeah. Yeah. By his current it, emotional state right yes. now. <laughs> this was also, this was maybe the scene that played the most differently now that I'm an adult. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or a parent, I mean. Yeah. Uh, because, no, I mean, of course, all almost all parents love their children. But my wife looked at me when uh, Captain Hook was naming, like, this is all the stuff you can't do. You can't do this. You can't do that. My wife goes, he's not wrong. He's speaking of his kids a good point. Yeah. But as a child, you're like, yeah. yeah. Exactly, Maybe he's yeah. on the side. Yeah. This guy's all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that, that starts. And that's also kind of the last we'll really see of Maggie in any significant way. She Pretty much. Later, but yeah. she's, I kind of like her here, funny enough. Yeah. She's very much mm-hmm. defiantly going, no, yeah. you ugly, weird man. Yeah. <laughs> She's very upset she got an F from Captain Hook, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That really went to heart for her. I, I think it's very, that's a very big character trait. Yeah. Clearly, that it's not a dress where she's like, she's probably an A student, and that's yeah. the first F she's ever uh-huh. gotten. Yeah. And she's like, F- <laughs> no. What? I'm no. I'm not this. Now I really hate this I guy. I recognize this school. <laughs> um, uh, and then, so the next scene is uh, the big dinner with the Lost Boys, which is mm-hmm. a great scene. Yes. Uh, Maybe the, the most memorable scene in the movie. Maybe. I would. Maybe. I would not argue against um, that. Yeah, this top is also, three. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we referenced it a second ago. This is also the scene when we finally, when we the audience finally sees the food. Thudbutt does have his own like branded cheese with a yeah. picture of his face and it says Thudbutt on it, which, which I, I love. Which I, I want to bring up is like because it's an imagination thing, and we'll get to the reason how it came up. But is it is it Thudbutt's imagination or is that Peter? <laughs> Did Peter come up with the cheese that says Thudbutt, or was that Thudbutt coming up with this cheese that says Thudbutt? I don't know. Oh, I always thought it was Thudbutt doing it, but I really like the idea that Peter yeah. branded that cheese. That so was. Peter looks at this kid and thinks. <laughs> I bet that kid would re- would back a really good brand of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hmm. That kid looks like he knows his cheese. Yeah, yeah. I think that kid, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'd buy cheese from that kid. Sure. Hell yeah. Truth be told, I would buy Thud Bunch cheese. I would buy Thud Bunch cheese. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. 100%. Um, but let's start with the scene. So uh, Peter's been training all day. They bring out all these like steaming but covered pans, mm-hmm. and he's getting excited for the food. Yeah. Um, before they can open the pans, uh, Rufio insists that they all say grace. Mm-hmm. Peter starts to pray, and then, of course, all the kids just yell, Grace! Grace. <laughs> That's really good. Um, they open Shit up the moment. pans, and what's inside? Fucking nothing is what's nothing inside. At all. <laughs> Steam. Steamy nothing. They apparently, yeah. got, they apparently put a little bit of water in each pan, <laughs> yeah. heated each pan, and yeah. just for the reveal of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is making Peter very confused. Slightly annoyed oh, yeah. and very much more hungry. <laughs> oh, there's also a great bit here too, where as as Peter's getting excited, he picks up the the silverware, mm-hmm. and then one of the kids says, "Oh, we don't use those." <laughs> and Peter says, "Why do you have them then?" And then the kid says, "So we don't have to use them." <laughs> That's really great. A hundred percent kid logic. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be on there, but I don't want to use them. So then they. they uh, Everyone's saying, "Come on, Peter, eat, eat! Yeah. What are you doing?" And he, of course, can't see the food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of imagine. It's like, what do you? It's it's kind of fun looking at each kid and going, "What are they eating?" Oh, and Thudbutt uh-huh. is doing some A plus <laughs> mime work with the sandwich that he is eating here. Ooh. Here's the thing: Peter knows there's no sandwich there, but man, Thudbutt is selling it like it's the greatest thing yeah. he's ever fucking yeah. made. What what kind Thudbutt, of sandwich do you think he's eating? That's a good question. Now, what do you think he ate? What do you think he imagined? I mean, maybe this is like uh, this is like the mirror in Harry Potter. You see the sandwich that you want yeah. to eat. Right. I was but, seeing a big uh, pulled pork sandwich myself. Oh. Nice. That's yeah. good. I, yeah. I'm definitely heavily meated in cheese. Oh, yes. So, mm-hmm. like, either a lot of ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe a, you know, maybe a mustard thing. I don't know. Mm. But I'm imagining meat and cheese. Yeah, for in, sure. In a, not in a hoagie roll, but clearly some sort of, like, Kaiser roll. Yeah. Like a massive Kaiser roll. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what kind of sandwich did you imagine? <laughs> well, uh, my wife pictured a burger. I okay, pictured mm. Yeah. Yeah. I pictured a classic cartoon like Scooby-Doo and Shaggy Hoagie. Sure, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I pictured. Put a little, put a little olive on top on the, in a toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does exactly. like like Scooby and Shaggy does. There is a moment where it's kind of big and then he compresses it down <laughs> to be able to eat it. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like Rufio just grabbing clearly just a bowl of only chicken le- thought legs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's playing into the like medieval theme. Of yeah. Neverland, yeah, I like the kid who's eating watermelon, spits out the seeds next yeah. to Don't Ask, and Don't Ask is literally going, well, come dude, on, man. really? Yeah. Here's the thing, it's like, it's imaginary food, but come Sorry. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's one kid who's very sort of daintily eating corn, corn on the cob, that's great. It's, it's a bit too, because Pete's just looking at this, and he's clearly still really hungry, and he's going, I just, no, wait, <laughs> yeah, but, but yet you all are enjoying it, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> 
Um, so then this leads to a, a burn contest between Rufio and Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, they're insulting each other. Rufio's, Rufio's winning hardcore at the start, but then Pete starts to find his ground. He's a lawyer. He knows how to argue. Well, it's funny because he starts, it's, it's very much like, I will argue like an adult. Yeah. And then that's not working. <laughs> it's like, everyone's like, what the hell's a math tutor? Yeah. It's basically what they're going like, no, come yeah. on, come on, come on. My wife said the same thing. She goes, substitute math tutor. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess it's not a very good job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not the sickest of burns, I yeah. guess. But I, then once Pete gets going, well, what's great is he's got some good ones. He's got a good one, like the Rootoot bag. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot how exactly said it, but it's, that's the that's the one where you went. He got rid of the adult part of his brain and went straight mm-hmm. to all right, all yeah. right, fine. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a booger eating weenie wangle. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that like one of his boring ones did like pause Rufio. Yeah. For the other guy, come on, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe because he's just like, he didn't know what that, I think more of my take on that is like, he didn't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and but, but the longer he kept his silence, everyone was like, no, nah, dude, that means you're losing. Yeah, see something quick. So he, Peter wins. Peter wins. All the kids start chanting his name. Mm-hmm. Rufio tries to start a Rufio chant. I, I love the, the, the signification of Peter now finally getting it, finally yeah. playing, is that he mm-hmm. gets to Spoon. Yeah. Fills it up with yes. something not oh, there. Yeah. Something yeah. that he knew wasn't there two minutes yeah. ago. And he goes, Hey Rufio, throws it. Yeah. Now he's acknowledging that he's playing the game. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. shit came on. And then like weird play doh yeah. dough fries. Kind of yeah. sure. <laughs> Finally slapped on Rufio's face. Yeah. And that's when everyone says the the other most iconic lines like, You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a great moment. Uh, Rufio tries to start a chant for himself when mm-hmm. they're all chanting for Peter. Which weirdly in real life he succeeded because I did, that is a thing that I've seen crowds of Hook fans do <laughs> is do the Rufio chant, mm-hmm. which he never actually successfully does in the film. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Um, That's but, generations of of, of 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 children and adults going. We 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 we, we got chat. you, Rufio. We got you, Rufio. Yeah. <laughs> but so Peter sees the food now. He's feasting. Mm-hmm. Rufio's pissed. He's not happy about this. <laughs> um, and then a food fight starts. Yeah, a fun food fight. Good old fashioned food fight. But Rufio mm-hmm. tries to make it not fun when he throws a hard coconut mm-hmm. at Peter. Oh, yeah. yeah, but guess what happens? Tink throws him a sword. Mm-hmm. Oh one, no, I think uh, was it one of the lost boys. Oh, Thudbutt. Though. I think Thudbutt throws him a sword. God bless Thudbutt. What a <laughs> fucking treasure. Throws him the sword. Yeah. Without even hesitating. Yeah. He does a cool spin. Cuts that mm. coconut in half. Yeah. Saves. saves He'll himself. spin it on the on the <gasps> table. Even. I love that. Yeah. I've always loved that. That's very good. And everyone's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And that scares Pete actually. Where he's like, what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's kind of he's back now. Mm-hmm. You can see that. Um, then we have the marble scene. That's next, right? Which we've already talked about, right? Um, then there's a scene where where uh, Maggie. In my notes, I just wrote "girl kid sings" because that's kind of how they're treating her at this point. <laughs> She's singing on a boat. It's the American Tale scene. Yeah, I almost yeah. My, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad Mark got that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then Hook decides to show Jack all his cool shit to get him to like him, mm-hmm. but also accidentally reveals his fear of clocks. Yeah. yeah. To Jack, though, might, might I add. Yeah. I don't know if... I'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> But it's a reveal to both Jack and to the eye. So, yeah. like, Hook's got a very... Uh, <laughs> uh, profound un- fear of Profound clocks. Clear, fear of clocks. Because yeah. if you don't know, uh, because of the clock in the, in the alligator stomach... Alligator crocodile. crocodile. Thank you. I wasn't sure which one they had. <laughs> crocodile um, that ate his hand. Yeah. That's why Hook will always be afraid of just the ticking clock. Because when he hears a ticking clock, he just thinks, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. A crocodile's going to get the rest of me. Yeah. That crocodile, and it's also like a little symbolic of like Peter never grows up. Mm-hmm. Hooks who has grown yeah. up. The time has affected him in a way that it does not affect Peter. Yeah, part um, of the 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 the, man, the part no. of the thing in the original story. Part of Hook. <laughs> How I'm gonna see it. There were others. Part of only Hook. It came part from of the original Matt film Hook. Benson. It came part from of the original idea. Hook anyway. by Steven Spielberg and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, and this is also the scene where Hook officially starts calling Jack's son. Yeah. Um, son. <laughs> Why did I write this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so after that, the kids come to uh, to the pirate land mm-hmm. to steal his, the hook hand? Yeah, because um, he, uh, he kind of, un- yeah, it's the moment where I guess during the game, uh, during the event that he yeah. took his hook hand, the event is a baseball game. But why do they need a hook hand? Uh, oh, shoot. Mark? Now, I was unclear on this. At Sometimes I think that if you take Hook's hook, that will kill him. Mm. Okay. Or sometimes I think it's just like a show of like, 
dominance. Uh, rising up the spirits of the Lost Boys. Like, look, yeah. we got this iconic hook. Yeah. Yeah. We really stuck it to him. Now we can uh, rouse up and defeat him fully. Yeah. Okay. I can um, see that. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay. Yeah, that well, makes sense. The start of the scene features one of my all-time favorite tropes in movies, which is two kids standing on each other's shoulders <laughs> with a long coat pretending to be an adult. Mm. Absolutely. I love it. Every single time mm. I see that, no matter what it is, anything where it's two or more non-adults standing on each other's <laughs> shoulders trying to appear as a human adult. It's like some good Little Rascal shit oh, there, man. Little Rascals, Muppets has done it. Oh, it gets me every time. Yeah. I love Muppet it. Man. Muppet Man. Muppet Man. Yeah, classic. It's so good. I love it so much. So this brings up something that I thought of this viewing that I hadn't thought of before. Like, clearly, the kids fooled the pirates with this uh, Muppet Man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. To put it no other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and in other scenes, you see that the pirates are very much like what a child's version of what a pirate is. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming all of Neverland is influenced by children and children's way of thinking, even if you yourself are not a child yeah. within the world. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, and I hadn't really noticed that before. Yeah, that's a good point. No, actually, no. I, I've never thought of it that way, but that's... I. I kind of do dig that. I think yeah. that does make sense to me. It's something that it seems like any other directors who've worked on uh, in the Peter Pan concept, they kind of play with that same idea. It's not really a real pirate thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The, it's the idea of what a child thinks is a pirate. That makes sense to me. Yeah, and yeah, I guess that comes into the the ball game too because you see these pi- and it's also clear the pirates don't really know what baseball is, <laughs> but they're just kind of goofing around anyway. Yeah. Like they're yeah. just like twirling around and then falling down. Yeah, I don't think most <laughs> historical pirates would do stuff like that. It's established, too, that Jack actually taught them the game. Yes. And I'm right, there, right. And I'm sitting there going, like, how long did that take, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, so Hook No, is... no, no, no. It's the... No, you don't... You kind of throw it like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then we bash him in the solid. head with a bat, right? No, yeah. no, you hit the ball with the bat. Yeah. And then we bash him in the head. No, no bashing in the <laughs> and head. And they still get to that a little. They, they get, do. It's, it doesn't, it's not clear. About. Smee caught on pretty quick. Yeah, Smee Maybe, seems to know. I'm assuming that Smee had a little more of a foot in the real, in the in the non-Neverland world. Well, we'll get to the implications of that when we get to the end exactly. of the Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and the point here is that Hook is, Hook is going to watch Jack play a baseball game. A thing that your father never did. Exactly. <laughs> Um, there is a great moment where someone tries to steal second, someone who clearly actually does have a good idea of the game, yeah. and then the catcher just shoots him dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, 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 this is what Jack said. I can steal that. Yeah. And I'm a pirate, so they do. Yeah. So, bam. Yeah, dead. <laughs> Stealing then, comes very naturally to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and true. Hook has to one of those bad for me at the point of the game. The way you Jack follow wins. Master Jack's rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jack gets a home run. Mm-hmm. Pete's loving it. Yeah. And now Pete's inspired. Because he's like, I gotta fly. But before, when yeah. we really hit that though, yeah. was when he saw the home. He sees the home run, and Hook goes, "That's my boy." Yeah. And Pete's like, mm-hmm. what? "What's up?" <laughs> uh huh. Uh, and that no, that that last straw. Yeah. It's like, no, that's my kid. Yeah, <laughs> you fucker, that's my kid. He he's, he goes out, takes his pirate gear off, and and thud butt. But, but looked at them like, oh man, like he was so upset yeah. that Peter like he looked like Peter was giving up. Yeah. So Thudbutt was like, yeah, like again, good kid actor. He just kind of like didn't say anything, just kind of threw the hat down. Yes. And like, oh that my is a good God. One. God bless Thudbutt, <laughs> real star in every film. <laughs> um, so he goes back to the, the kids area, and he's uh, he's got to fly. Yeah. He's got to he's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Can't quite figure it out still. Uh, and then, like the bit where he's like, okay, he's climbing up that like yeah. one like little like ma- like like little stair thing. He's like, okay, not no, too high, too, too high, high, too high. <laughs> <laughs> um, still a little bit of Peter Banning there. Yeah, yeah. like no, not letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets hit in the head with a baseball. Now the baseball. So that is the implication that, is the that implication. he has beaten the baseball so. home. Okay. Yeah, the the baseball, the home run that Jack yeah. threw uh, is what hits. Peter in the head. Yeah, you gotta be careful. That's how Simon Birch's mom died. I know, right? <laughs> uh, spoilers for Simon Birch. <laughs> uh, but the ball goes in a little pool, and then he looks, uh, you know, a little natural like lake thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to get the baseball, and what what does he see his in re- his reflection? A reflection of him as Peter Pan. Yeah, as a little boy. Yeah. Um, really cool sequence, and something that I'm sure there's a logical way of how to do it in film but yeah. even to this day i go that must have been really hard to do and yeah. it's very it's like this perfectly simple in-camera trick that i will i would still love yeah he's just looking at it yeah, yeah it works really well yeah um so he gets the baseball and then uh and then uh, he uh he throws the ball up in the air and then he notices that his shadow yeah doesn't have the ball yet 
Yes. Until it's like a delay. And he's like, what the fuck? And the shadow, the shadow's acting like Peter Pan. Yes. And that's the thing I always liked about this movie is that, like, you know, because I do like Peter Pan stories. I even was aware mm -hmm. of it with the animated film. So I like that throughout the film, the Peter Pan elements start showing up. Yeah. And this is the first real, like, yeah, remember, if you're a Peter Pan fan, you know, he has a weird, you know, he has a relationship with his shadow. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the shadow hasn't done anything yet is interesting. And then all of a sudden, here's the shadow. Yeah. Helping him go, hey, dude. Go this way. <laughs> this way. Yeah. Um, it's a cool little bit of nod to that. Yeah. You know? And mm -hmm. he's pointing him towards a kind of a passage yeah. in a tree that he's never didn't check. He didn't see before. Yeah. Or he doesn't know what it is yet. Opens it up. He sees he sees a door with the names you know Toodles, John, you know the other darling yeah. children, not just Wendy, John, Peter, uh, and oh my God, Michael, yeah. and uh, opens it up and he sees this sort of burnt. Yeah, room. Yeah, with you know, like the random things here and there, and he's trying to remember what it was. And there's Tink. Yep, going, welcome home. And yeah. she's in this fucking gorgeous, beautiful dress. Yeah, <laughs> she she apparently grew more hair. I'm not sure how that worked out, but she just styled it better. <laughs> she just got a she nice volumizing shampoo. <laughs> and then, um, um, but no, so the, and this is where he finally like actually gets his memories back. Yeah, because he's looking around all these ruins in this home he's like oh this is where this happened this is where this happened that's where he used to sleep and get boogers or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it, that's my go-to as an example of like kid humor is boogers that's correct <laughs> accurate <laughs> um so he's back um he's remembering about wendy and moira mm -hmm. and uh even his childhood yeah his legit yeah we get mm -hmm. the we get peter pan begins yeah <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, Peter Pan. He's yeah. a little baby who uh, decided, nope. <laughs> Advanced smart, thoughts for a one-year-old. Smart baby. Yeah. yeah. He let that, did he let the wind blow the, the, the baby carriage? I guess, you know. I, I'm, I'm chalking it up as, as fairy tale logic story, so yeah. I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not. I'll be honest, for me, it's like we're not in Neverland for these memories, so I kind of start to drift out. That's fair. <laughs> I've got real Neverland blinders when it comes <laughs> to this movie. Not in Neverland, nope, don't care. So, not <laughs> interested. Get back to the cool stuff. To Pete's credit, though, his mom's, the mom, the life that his mom was, was laying out sounded fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do these things. He'll have no choice whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Um... But yeah, then we get the kind of heartbreaking thing of like Wendy being in love with him, yeah, and then eventually having to like acquiesce to her own granddaughter. <laughs> uh, Wendy played by Gwyneth Paltrow. That's, yeah, that's right, correct. Right. I'd yeah, forgotten yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. um, when, Gwyneth Paltrow making making a career of always faking a British accent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, then there's the weird scene where it's like, I'm gonna give your granddaughter a kiss. I mean uh -huh. a real one. <laughs> and Wendy's just like, okay. The emotional, you have to imagine like, the weird emotional conflict Wendy has right there. He's like, well, I'm like an 80. Well, hold on. Hey, why'd you do that shit when I was her age? There's and, that. But then there's also like, you're her grandma. You're looking out for her. Why are you letting a boy fly into her room and kiss her while yeah. she's asleep? It's again, it's, it's like not cool, Wendy. It's, it's, it is a little, it's odd to watch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. I put it under the umbrella of, well, okay, it's Pete recounting a story like it's a fairy tale. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not biting you on that. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark, I have any thoughts? I agree with everything you guys said. Yeah, it, and it's now that I'm older, it is even weirder than when I was a kid. Like all of this Maggie being in love with, with him, and yeah, him wanting to get all up on the granddaughter. Yeah, <laughs> I just I go, you know, the rest of the movie's so great, I mm -hmm. can ignore this. Yeah. And, it, and I guess it's an interesting thing too, where they don't really play too much in the film. But the idea that like that Wendy, who was who's was is in a way is still in love with Peter. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Feels like she was like that's some harsh shit. Realizing you're not enough. You weren't yeah. the person yeah. for this yeah. person who you know you you, you were what you wanted for so long. Yeah. And I I mean I get the implication of the movie that like it's true love. It's a one like he knew the moment. Yeah. I don't know it's and it's that, it's interesting stuff. It's interesting and. It, but it also feels kind of hollow just in terms sure. of like because Moira is so just not developed at all as and, a character and it's like yeah. they're and, in yeah and, but Wendy is so well developed like as the other yeah. we totally get Wendy we understand Wendy yeah. and so it's very weird to be like well actually he, his true love is this character you know nothing about and yeah. you won't know anything about mm -hmm. except yep. that she's married to him <laughs> yep yep uh, agreed <laughs> yeah, it might be the weakest plot point in the movie yeah as uh, to why he loves her and why she was great enough to give up Neverland and yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's all implied. Like I saw her once, and that's enough. Which I'm like, there's mm -hmm. something. There's a little sweetness to that, but 
Like, like maybe more. There's needed. a sweetness to Peter knowing that. But what about Moira? But, the, but a more and right. B us the audience. Yeah. Like we don't we don't see it. We don't look at this yeah. their own and think, yeah, that would leave Neverland for her. Yeah. We need to know why, even if even if it's enough just to see her for Peter to know. Yeah. But never mind mm-hmm. that, because we're back in Neverland <laughs> and he can fly now and she's about to get real. Because he realizes his happy thought is yeah. Being a father, and I thought there was yeah. something kind of neat about that. Yeah. Where Peter's like, yeah. "I knew why I came back. I knew why I wanted to grow up. I wanted to finally be a dad." Yeah, like that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I'm not quite sure how seeing Moira led to that, but yeah, but yeah, I'll go with it because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might have been better if they leaned more on that on him becoming a father, and that's why he left Neverland. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been more fulfilling because the yeah. movie's but... about children and childhood. And then, are you suggesting a teen pregnancy storyline within the realm of Peter Pan? Because it kind of sounds like that's the only way to do that. You know, when I started my sentence, I didn't, but I guess I do. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Look, um, maybe he can age up real quick. Sure. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. Yeah. It's magic. Uh, it's sure. Yeah. Um, but all right, man. So he's flying now. This... Rufio is the shit. Yeah. Rufio sees that and he's like, "Props, man." <laughs> this is my favorite John Williams score part. Okay, yeah. This this whole flying music yeah. is my absolute favorite John Williams piece in the whole film, and it's perfectly cut yeah. and shot uh, with the sequence of Robin Williams as Peter Pan embracing Peter Pan, being full on Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, nothing more I can say. That it's, it's one a great of my fa- it's a great moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it is enough to make Rufio say, "This is this is not my sword. This is your sword." Love that. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, when he's like going, like you can fly, you can fly, you can fight, uh-huh. and you can. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and he does crow here for the first time as well. If I'm remembering correctly, yes, correct. Peter does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rufio crows. It's like the thing where it's not like he stops crowing. I like that the, Rufio yeah. and Pete. Yeah, he can join in. He can join in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Uh, Right after this, Tink turns herself adult size and so this is her love to oh, Peter. Yeah. So here's That's the a bummer. Here's the com- here's the <laughs> okay. Here's the scene I have problems with. Yeah. Um. Okay. First off, it feels like there was a scene missing between that. Yeah, Peter it does. Right. Yeah. yeah. It feels like there's a scene missing between Peter fully embracing Peter Pan and then this scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like a scene either they shot it or they took out because the movie's two and a half hours long. Yeah. Um. Or they didn't think of it, but there's that feels like there's a scene in which. Tink should have seen Peter, like, wow, great, Peter's embraced being everything Peter, he can get his kids back, and then she realizes, no, Peter forgot about everything. Yeah. And, oh, I, I thought, they, oh, no, I screwed up. I came here to bring him to get his kids back, and now he doesn't even know he has kids. Yeah. I feel like some version of that scene should have happened between this and the, the scene we're getting mm-hmm. to that was there, and yeah. it's jarring, it's narratively jarring, because you're sitting there going, Tink, didn't, isn't this what you wanted? Yeah. I think yeah. you know he's here to get his kids back that he has with another woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's not not the best person to confess that you love him to. It's a it doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, no. should have been. Cut. I would say just cut this scene out since the movie's so long. We might not even need to add that scene that they did yeah. film yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess he needs to be reminded that he has kids. I see. I see your point there for sure. Mm-hmm. But her. Admitting her love to him adds nothing to the movie. No, agree. It doesn't come up again. It mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Well, it, it doesn't matter. It does come up again at the end, but it's also not cut and should be cut there. I, I I d- but I definitely agree. This scene probably mm-hmm. could have been cut yeah, altogether. No, for and, sure. And the main part is like it's it's. I was saying this scene and that other moment should have yeah, been cut. Yeah. No, agreed. And I, the big problem with the scene is that um, it's a lot. It's playing with the idea which they don't explore of yeah. uh, Peter forgetting everything. Yeah. And letting go of his adulthood, even though he looks like Robin Williams. Yeah. And um trying to be you know like trying to be that child again and it's like that's okay and i kind of see that being interesting but you don't have room for that yeah that Mm -hmm. this is just the one scene you explore it and like no this could have been cut and then yeah including including not limited to all of a sudden tink with bringing up his emotional feelings and it's like wait what yeah yeah. None of this adds up, and it, all this feels like padding. Yeah, um, and I'm also not a big fan of how Robin plays the scene. Yeah, I, it's like Peter's not Robin Williams. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's this, true too. This, this is the most Robin Williamsy Robin Williams bit. I'm like, that's not a kid, and I think people confuse that. Yeah, when you have Robin Williams playing a kid, that kind of reminds me of ironically Jack, yeah. <laughs> where he's like, like oh, because he can play childhood. No, he's playing Robin Williams. Yeah. Like, none of those things he does is childlike yeah moments here and there in jack and then here he plays childlike but this is robin williams doing a bit yeah and <laughs> it's not not great not great no but now mm-hmm. we're back on hook's ship 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack is dressed as a mini hook. Mini hook. Yeah. <laughs> hook is ready to pierce his ear to give him his first pirate earring. Which didn't, mind you, his hook does not look sharp enough to actually do. No, it does not. <laughs> and also way too thick. Way too thick. I was going to put a big hole in that ear. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he should, you know how he has the uh, the detachable hook and all the accoutrements that he can put on. Mm-hmm. He should get like a, yeah, like a, what yeah. they have at, um, players in the mall yeah, yeah. or even just like a punk rock show when someone does it with a paper <laughs> uh, safety pin like in yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but guess who shows up just in time to stop that yeah cutting a perfectly yes oh, yeah, <laughs> cutting yeah. a silhouette of himself bridge <laughs> is pretty great in the sale <laughs> more children with, logic yeah. yeah yeah more children logic exactly comes uh, in looking like freaking peter Pan. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. and he is ready to fight hook to get his kids back mm-hmm. he just wants his kids back i just want the kids yeah. back yeah um cut to jason bateman pirate going what <laughs> <laughs> um the kids the lost boys might i add are uh adorned in in oh, yeah. armor yeah like they're bamboo not quite armor. at the, we see them like gearing up but they're not at the ship yet. yeah but we, that's that's yeah. the sequence before that, that we yeah, see them like gearing up getting yeah. ready to war yeah and um kid logic style which like yeah that's kind of cool yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, so home alone a, weaponry yes <laughs> yes absolutely um so he has a little bit of a fight with hook and then he's caught in a net the natural enemy of all things that fly <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then that's when the lost boys show up to to back him up yeah They've got, I've like, they've got this weird egg gun where a chicken is sitting in the ammo compartment. The implication simply being that this chicken is laying these eggs live as they're being fired out. Um, Fresh eggs. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, let's be let's be fair. Yeah. Like obviously not real weaponry of war. Oh yeah, like, no, I love it. I'm not. It's, yeah, this again, is not me criticizing. This ch- is, I child logic this. It, yeah. it dictates that uh, blinding uh, mirrored light into a pirate will, yes, will, they, will defect them long that. enough. For them to throw chicken eggs at them, and they go, "Oh man!" Yeah. <laughs> um, and then marbles, a gun of marbles. <laughs> yes, um, that is literally a Home Alone weapon. <laughs> yes, literally. Um, <laughs> in fact, in the Kevin McAllister artillery. <laughs> yeah, uh, Thudbutt really shines, really demonstrates his his capabilities well, as a warrior. You might always oh, like yeah. is Thudbutt on that boat going, "Let's fucking get them." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got his great like special move. I believe he, sh- I believe what he says, Sally is Thudball, which is his like signature. Move. He rolls himself into a ball. He puts his legs over his head. Yeah. And he rolls <laughs> down the ship. Raiders of the Lost Ark a little bit. Yeah. 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 He's making himself into the boulder. Uh, and he knocks over a bunch of pirates. There's a great thing where he like stomps on a wooden board and then it comes out to mm-hmm. totter style oh, yeah. and flings a pirate. Um, good old fashioned Pete fighting pirate stuff. This is some of my. Yeah. This is my shit. Yeah, <laughs> this good is stuff. Pete. Pete's fighting the pirates. Pete's fighting fire Rufio. Him back to back with Rufio. Yeah. Ah. Together as allies. Thudbutt's <laughs> uh, kicking ass. And then. Who does Rufio come face to face? I know this is a format I've been using a lot mm-hmm. today, asking questions. <laughs> who, does, who does Rufio come face to face with? Hook. Yeah, that's right. Pete oh. says, hey, Hook's mine. You leave him to me. Rufio's about to ask, yes, but then Pete's got to go fly to save his kids. Mm-hmm. He hears so, Maggie like screaming. So yeah. he's like, oh shit, got to go. <laughs> so and I, just I, I love how well, Hook is like, Rufio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rufio. Oh yeah, and like a mocking tone. Yeah, he does kind of do What we've heard bit. in the yeah. movie so many times is triumphant yeah. and fun. But yeah. here it's like, yeah, he's that like, was a creepy moment. It yeah. is a little creepy. And then, yeah, it's enough for Rufio to go, oh, oh, dude, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. on. It is on. They That's fight. A good they've fight. They've got a great fight. It is, yeah. Um, Rufio is like taunting Hook as he goes. Um, Pete turns out not the best strategy. Yeah. Pizza, mm-hmm. Pete's fighting. Pete's saving. I like the also bit where Pete's saving Maggie. Oh yeah, and where it's like you know, like he's like, like Maggie's like going, Dad, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like, wait, she realized. Then she literally goes like, My dad's Peter Pan. <laughs> um, and then Rufio Ooh. goes down. Rufio, yeah, sad moment. Rufio it's, takes the sword to the chest. He does this really very impressive spin and block, but nope, not enough. Not enough. And it's uh, you know how many how many kids movies. Have the chutzpah <laughs> to just straight up kill a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, hook hook goes hard, man. They don't mess around. No, no, and no. Pete reacts understandably yeah. to that, and you know the the line that hits really hard for a lot of folks is you know is Rufio looking up at Peter, going, "I the thing I wish is I wish I had a dad like you." Yeah, and everyone mm-hmm. in the audience like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> And that is the moment, I think, where maybe the movie kind of failed to do this earlier, but it re- mm. where it really crystallizes that Pete leaving Neverland to be a dad is yeah. this like really great thing. Yeah. In, in that moment, we, you can really see it 
whereas maybe it, it didn't quite do that job earlier. I also like that Jack realizes, but even before, like right when the right even before Rufio says the, his last words, yeah. like Jack realizes, oh my god, I screwed up. Yeah. Oh, and Jack, <laughs> yeah. due yeah. to the mystical effects of Neverland, had literally forgotten that that Peter, that Pete mm-hmm. was his dad for yeah. a while, and it's in the scene that he remembers. Yeah. Um, so this happens. Uh, Peter's already saved his kids, mm-hmm. so he sees Rufio go down, and he's like, "This this war is not worth it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take my kids. I'm gonna leave. Yeah." Smee is trying to loot the place. <laughs> well, that's the... What about Smee? Wait, Smee, <laughs> yeah. Smee! And it, you know what it is? It's such a weird little, like, fun moment in the midst of uh, the wake of Rufio dying. Yeah. But it is still, like, so much fun. And it was, he's got that great line you just yeah. said. Mm-hmm. It, it, they really do a good job of mixing the humor and the sadness here. Yeah, no, great. Um, mm-hmm. But Hook says, I mean, you can leave. I'm you're going you're, to kidnap your kids again. I did it once. <laughs> no one's stopping me. So, oh, and um, when he said your children and your children's children, yeah. mm-hmm. that was really creepy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to know, like, 200 years from now, this may still be going on. Yeah. yeah. That painted a, a interesting picture in my mind. No, and I, I think it's it's a good it's just enough reason for Peter to go because he was trying to be exactly. A man. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, dude, I'm gonna walk away from this, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna keep doing it. And he's like, well, all right, yeah. <laughs> I guess we have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so they fight. Um, I love Pete's line going, you were much taller yeah. when, I, when we originally did this. And Hook's yeah. like, you were 10. I'm a giant to the other side. <laughs> yeah. um, this is a great fight, fight. Great fight. Pete wins. Yes. But he shows mercy. Yeah. He's not going to kill mm-hmm. him. His kids don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to do it. Walks away again. Guess what happens? <laughs> <laughs> goes after him again. As Jack says, bad form. Because <laughs> he, oh, yeah. he cuts, he uses hook to cut Pete's yeah. hand. Yeah. Which I'm like, even I was like, what, dude? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come but it's on. it's great from a villain standpoint. You're yeah. like, oh, oh man, yeah. that's again, that's villain 101 stuff. Yeah. Which is, it it, it makes you I love the villain, even though you want to see him defeated. You're yeah. like, yeah, like you're a true villain, man. Yeah. That's it's bad form in general, but yeah. <laughs> good form in villainy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and also, th- this, there's a moment here too when his wig comes off, mm-hmm. and maybe the yeah. only time in the whole movie when he actually does come off like Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, Dustin. <laughs> He's been there. <laughs> um, so they, they, you know, they have a little bit of a scuffle again, and um, I forget exactly how it ends up happening, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a large crocodile statue with a clock in its stomach. Yeah, kind of representing. He it's not the cut. actual crocodile that yeah. ate the hand yeah. of a hook, but well, yeah. it's not. See, I thought it was. See, I, was oh, it, it was literally the. the, the like, see, that's what I thought too, right? The body of the crocodile. Yeah, yeah like it's like like yeah. taxidermy style. Even though it's like <laughs> twenty feet tall and. and I know. Like, hey, yeah, hey, the whole thing seems a little strange. Never, like stone. <laughs> it's Neverland. Listen. I, you're, ta- you're talking some some fantasy nonsense. In my world, there's the law of gravity, and you can't you can't imagine food. And crocodiles are not that big or made of stone. <laughs> so you're saying you think it was like an effigy? Uh, it that, was not that was, the real crocodile. Well, uh, first of all. I've, you recall this is the only Peter Pan story that exists as far as I I did not know the backstory with the crocodile in the hand. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is that confusing? So for me, this was just the whole is that con- yeah. stuff. Sorry, what did you say, Mark? I didn't hear you. Oh, is the crocodile stuff confusing to you then, since you haven't seen any other Peter Pan no, stuff? No, I, I just thought it was like a rad crocodile statue in the middle of town. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Just it's like, why cool. not? It's a cool statue. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, it is cool. I'm not going to find you. I ain't finding you on that. But. Um, which again goes back to the bit where yeah it's like we right before yeah like that the, the lost boys all are equipped with like with, with clocks of their own to free cook out oh yeah um, which again I kind of bring it earlier was like you brought up the fact that like you know like oh that you know like Hook tells Jack yeah. oh, I have a fear of a clock more or less yeah which is informative to Jack and us yeah but I mean you know it, it's 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 a thing where you go you just have to assume the lost boys already knew about that yeah they've been dealing with Hook long enough they, yeah they got to know so, mm-hmm. they, so it's I forgot I want to know who's who's a smart guy who went why don't we all have like a clock yeah. <laughs> And they form sort of like uh, wrestling fans want to show them. They form a lumberjack match type uh, structure <laughs> where Hook cannot escape because he's surrounded on all sides by clocks. Um, Peter shows one more signs of mercy. Yeah. He's like, dude, come on. Just leave Neverland. Leave me alone. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Then this doesn't happen. <laughs> Which is also, that moment was a little weird for me because it's like, leave Neverland. This dude just murked Rufio. <laughs> you can't just let him get off free. <laughs> that did seem a little light. Yeah. 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 In light of what had just happened. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, he ends up in the belly of the statue or real taxidermied croc yeah um and he's defeated mm-hmm. um pan's gotta leave mm-hmm. peter pan i mean <laughs> <laughs> um tig's bummed but she's like 
I get it. <laughs> um, so Tink puts the, the fairy dust on, on Jack and Maggie. And, oh, before he goes, Peter's got to pick a new leader. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yes. He, goes, he goes over all of them before eventually landing on <laughs> You know it. My dude, <laughs> Thudbutt. Yes. <laughs> Thudbutt is now, the new leader of the Lost Boys. It makes me I, very happy to see. I have a thing about this. Okay. And uh, when I was a kid, I always thought that Peter Pan should have chosen the little, little kid no. that wrong. initially wrong. realized. Wrong kid, mm-hmm. Mark. <laughs> Pockets. But yeah. I, I will say, uh, and, and it, it always struck me weird as a kid. I was like, well, why why the big kid? Like, I mean, sure, he's great in general. Yeah. But on this viewing and knowing that this happens at the end, I did see Thudbutt as I saw that he did do more throughout the film. Yeah. yeah. Maybe deserve the uh, role of Pan. Yes. Yeah. No agree. But I still I still think that little kid would not be a bad pan. <laughs> sure, but for, for me, from the moment I laid eyes on Thudbutt, I was like, this kid is born to lead. Sure, sure. Uh, it's funny. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm actually r- r- with you on that, Mark. I remember when I was okay. a kid, I thought, oh, he's going to give the sword to the, to the little guy. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, because I assume just like, you know, the littlest child yeah. is the leader of the Lost Boys. And he's, yeah, because he's, he's the most childlike, too. He also showed a huge presence in his scene defending Pan. Yeah. Yes, he did, uh, absolutely. So I always figured like, oh, maybe that's it's him. But then you know, Thudbutt, Thudbutt got it. I went, oh, okay, that works too. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That also makes sense. <laughs> and the little kid does have a nice moment of so he says to Thudbutt, you as, as it says to Thudbutt, but it's like a rule for all Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. You protect what's smaller than you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the littlest one says, what do I protect? And he says, bugs. Bugs. Neverland bugs. 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 Never, bugs. Never land bugs. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's a good be line. Better writing then to make Thudbutt see. Peter Pan in Peter Banning in that scene instead of like the little, little kid. Mm. What are you asking? Would it be better writing? Would it make more sense for Thudbutt to be chosen as Peter Pan in the end? If he is the one who like stretched Peter Banning's face and said, Oh, there you are, Peter. Um, oh, it's funny. how we, yeah. like, We're not sure about that. <laughs> it is interesting. Huh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, again, it's this weird thing where you go like for the little kid, it makes sense for the littlest one to yeah. be the one mm-hmm. to be the most, uh, uh, open-minded. Not to me. Thudbutt for uh, life. <laughs> well, uh, nothing against Thudbutt. Because hey, FYI, no, he, yeah, he was on team not. Peter Banning as Peter Pan. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But uh, there is something about like a little kid pausing everyone and going, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and not like, it would have been good with Thudbutt, but I feel like there's a little more, uh, I don't know, there seems some, 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 some kind of thing more powerful with a little child. Like a little, yeah. little kid yeah. stretching Rob Williams' face going, ah, I get it. You're Peter yeah. Pan. <laughs> Maybe they could co-lead as like right. one could be named Thud Peter one could be named Pan leader. oh yeah you keep, you keep little, talking like this Mark little Knight. kid is Peter Thudbutt's Pan oh, no, no. Thudbutt keeps the Pan name <laughs> what do you I'll, say I'll behave I'll behave alright alright right, fine, fine. Hey, listen pretend Matt's not here listen <laughs> there we go I will not allow you to, to encroach upon Thudbutt's authority <laughs> Um, it's treasonous talk. <laughs> yes, this is mutiny you're talking about. Um, so now we're back to the real world. Mm-hmm. And for me, the movie gets real shitty again. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but it does. Um, there's a moment where Peter wakes up in the, in the real world, and he's like passed out outside the, uh, Wendy's house. Yeah. And Tinkerbell's still there. And, and it's a real... it's Because it's, it's so tied to her saying she loved him earlier. This moment where she's like, I'll always be here with you, Pete, in the moment between waking and dreaming. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Tink, you gotta move on. He's gonna, <laughs> you gotta find someone else. Find a man who treats you right. It's not Peter. Perhaps a man your size. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he wakes up, and who's he's, he? He wakes up. He wakes up really to the sound of like bottles being scraped by some caretaker mm-hmm. of his land, played by Bob Hoskins, aka Smee. Yeah. And it kind of infuriated me because <laughs> so there's this moment, and then a moment that immediately follows up that just seemed like wildly easy and derivative and then mm-hmm. I, I really imagine Peter saying I just had the wildest dream and you were there <laughs> it's, it's that exact same moment from it's, Wizard of Oz it's definitely it's definitely the Wizardy, uh, Wizard of Ozzy thing yeah. it, and clearly that's what they're aiming for and then they follow that up like immediately after mm-hmm. with a moment that is pretty much exactly what day is it? Why is Christmas Day? Like he that like back to back. Like we get it. This is a movie about like a bad guy who became a changed man. It's it is just it is so on the nose for me here. As, as a kid, well, I remember being a little jarred by seeing Bob Hoskins yeah. at the end because yeah. I'm going, well, that's me. Yeah, and that's also me escape. Is, is that the implication? Is like that the, what they're the saying? Me escape, and he's just now just some. Old chimney sweep boy <laughs> in London. <laughs> I take it to be a hundred percent. That's me 
he escaped Neverland because he knew the jig was up. He's a survivor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had a back door. He knew that Hook was going to go down eventually. That's true. That's true. I, 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 and he's there just like, listen, I'm just going to be here, eat fish and chips, and just drink a lot of beer. That's yeah. my okay, life now. Okay, so let's look at Smee. Mm. He's going to spend that pirate gold that he stole. <laughs> well, that's he's got a nice little hook. He clearly Look, doesn't like have the bit. pirate gold because he's working as a caretaker already. What if perhaps that's, he's that's being, just his, what if he's being his frugal? Cover. Yeah, he's being this is covered. Well, you no, come in with a shitload up. of money like Monte Cristo <laughs> and just <laughs> shut up. You and also, like let's yeah. let's look, let's look at where Smee is left in Neverland, right? He's got all this loot. The only person who will be mad at him for stealing the loot is dead. Mm-hmm. Neverland is the best place for Smee to be. Like he's on top. He has successfully taken over Hook's empire. Maybe he's visiting, and he's just like, hey, listen, Peter, I'm good. Like you and me are That's good. That's fucking weird. I know. I don't like it. Maybe he's into, like, cable TV and Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted to check out the real world It's for established a while. that he's actually hung out in the in the modern world enough to know yeah. what a DNA sampling is and photo references <laughs> and, re- and records. So what if he's like, you know what? I want to have po- I want to have a working toilet. No, I yeah. want to have. <laughs> I, don't like it. I want to have electricity. When you're a pirate, the ocean is your working toilet. <laughs> Maybe he's had enough. <laughs> now with the captain's gone, I don't care no more. <laughs> Well, Matt, maybe I, letters on a postcard to see who thinks it's really Smee. And he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, letters on a postcard. What do you uh, think, listeners? Uh, send us an email. Of, uh, to tweet us your response. At, uh, uh, at Ben on Steve. Ben on Steve. Um, <laughs> email at benbeonspielberg.gmail.com. <laughs> so then he goes. He goes up. He makes. He is the kid. Everyone's reunited. Everyone feels good. Um, he gives Toodles his marbles. Mm-hmm. Toodles is very excited. And then the the fairy dust comes out of the marbles and Toodles flies around London for a spell. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it felt like I just drank a gallon of caro sugar watching that. Shit. <laughs> that is Spielberg. It is most saccharine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I do like. Uh, I do like yeah. Since since uh since Wendy is the most developed yeah. female character in the movie, I was looking forward to seeing how their final scene was. I I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. I think it was you know like you know when he's like hello Wendy lady and. Yeah. She's like, boy, and I'm like, okay, there we go, we're good. <laughs> this is a very nicely played yeah. moment between the two. Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, I like, you know, last shot of him, them on the balcony, and he's got his Peter Pan arms up in yeah. <laughs> um, and in a super spielberg shot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right. It is, is as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm aware honey's being poured in my head. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm drowning in a, in a, in a, in a bowl of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's Hook. Do that's we have hook. Any, any final thoughts yep. from, from you, Justin, or you, Mark? Uh, Mark, why don't you uh, um, go first? Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a great movie. I had a ton of fun watching it, and like I said, I hadn't seen it in a number of years. Um, it might be a little too long. They could mm-hmm. cut 20 minutes, but I have fun from beginning to end. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's just great. I love it. Right, yeah. Cool. Um, I wasn't expecting this episode to be as long as it ended up being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that proved that, you know, I, like I said before, like I've, I, I'm aware of the film's flaws. I'm aware that the movie does have right, right. long stretches and logic doesn't really make a lot of sense. But clearly enough is enjoyed so that we had the second two-parter episode is not Raiders, but Hook, <laughs> yeah. which is oh, that's weird. That's pretty to, crazy. Yeah, like yeah. our first two-parter episode we've ever done in the show is, is Jaws. So yeah. it's, well, duh, it's Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Hook was going to be the other one. <laughs> I assumed it was going to be Raiders, yeah. but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> well, I think that's happen, that happens when you have me on an episode about Hook. <laughs> <laughs> you just added the extra hour? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That was all my nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think my thoughts are clear. I really, really love the Neverland sequences. Mm-hmm. Can't stand the rest of it, but overall, I'm going to call this a very good movie. Yeah. I'm so happy, too, because I was honestly really prepared for definitely Matt to not like it at all. <laughs> and I was about 50-50 on you, Justin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to be a tough road for me to defend this movie. <laughs> I'm no, I, very I, pleasantly surprised. No, that we all smooth. Loved it for the- yeah. Smooth sailing, dude. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, awesome. I, when I was chatting with Mark before you got here, Justin, I mm-hmm. did so this. I believe this is the first one in like I don't know how many films that I've actually enjoyed. It was, it was very it was, true. It was a rough patch for a while. It's a rough. No, no. Uh, um, like I, what after, after Raiders. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, I, I like Temple of Doom. That's true. And then, in a way, I like Last Crusade. Yeah. But like you know. Yeah. But no, we no. were in rough times. We were rough times. Oh, la- I gotta last, look up what's next. Our last episode was always. So I, I'm, and we were kind of. We're oof, very, oof. We're, yeah. Uh, Andrew's got a question. I'm going to give him the mic. Now, this doesn't really apply for uh, old Matt Benson, 
But uh, for those of you who do know the Peter Pan story, as far as I recall, Hook has no reference at all to Tiger Lily. Oh, yeah. One. That's true. One? I think there's one mild reference to Tiger mm-hmm. Lily, but she is not in the film. Yeah. Like I one mean, you, moment you, where I think it's like one bit where like it's that they're examining the scar. And it's like, remember the bit hook where, you know, like, you know, with Tiger Lily, blah, blah, blah. I think that's the only mm. reference to Tiger Lily. Right. I think Spielberg wanted to avoid. Yeah, I think this, <laughs> as far as you guys had yeah. said, like, the female characters in this film didn't get exactly the, the best uh, bits anyway. Yeah. And then that, uh, you guys mentioned the, the pan prequel, uh, and that mm. just completely messed up on the Tiger Lily business. Because so, he casts uh, super yeah. pale white. Rooney Mara mm-hmm. as Native American Tiger Line. Yeah, bad times. Mm-hmm. Bad times for all. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. You guys talking about like a Woody Allen movie or something? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did yeah, a phone call. About. What's up, Tiger Line? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> yeah. That's literally all I can. That's all Tiger Lily means to me. That is the only <laughs> connection that I have to those words. Um, so I think that wraps it up for today. Yeah. Um, Mark, you got any plugs? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I do a comic book review and or discussion podcast called Comic Nerds Unite. Uh, I believe the newest episode now will be 111, and we do a uh, Hulk Gray written by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, and we have on our number one fan, Kent Wagonshoots, and we go pretty deep that, into the Hulk. That, is that his real name? Yes, it is. Kent Wagonshoots. Wagonshoots. Uh, Yes, I mean, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's the most German name you can have, I think. But also, like, Actually, really, like, Old Westy, like, like, wa- like Wagon and Shoots. Like. That's true, yeah. And Kent. Kent is a very, like, manly name. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. It's got an edge to it. Yeah. It does, yeah. Uh, so, everyone, if you love comic books, we talk about Marvel, DC, uh, Image, Dark Horse, independent stuff. Uh, I know we've had Andrew Lindy and Matt Benson on. Yep. And uh, Justin, I hear mm-hmm. that you love comic books and especially DC comic books. I, I like I, I equal. Uh, I like Marvel and DC equally. So I'm a okay. big I'm a big comic guy. Yeah, I'm That's defending awesome. DC comic books to to remind people that despite a certain movie that came out, I like yeah. DC characters. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we did. Let's just do just, another two hours right now on Beavis. <laughs> listen, I don't think it's going to be two hours. <laughs> I'm joking. Are you, are you ready for an eight-hour bitch fest? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't cut you off, Mark. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Uh, we actually discussed the film in episode number one twelve, which mm-hmm. will be out a little later. It's, it's real um, bad, isn't it? <laughs> I. It's a real well, bad boy. What, isn't it? I I refuse to see it on ground. That uh, they have completely not understood what Superman is about at all. Yeah, I love Superman a lot, and oh, thank I didn't you. See the- <laughs> oh, I really love Superman. He's a great character. It makes me sad when people don't like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I find him amazingly uh, relatable, and I know a lot of people say, you know, he's got all these superpowers. He's not relatable. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been lonely in your life, that's what <laughs> Superman is. Yeah, but he loves everyone so much that he will help you no matter what anyway don't get me started <laughs> well, did you guys hear the recent news about the scene that was cut from from batman v superman no because, well, what because it was too dark maybe we should probably do this off at rock no rock, this right. is important that people need to hear this all right it's all gonna right. be quick we're gonna be quick i promise go 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 matt go so he cut a scene because he thought it was too dark but the scene was explaining why he doesn't re- why superman doesn't find and rescue mark kent and it's because he w- he was too busy focusing on other people to rescue on so it's like he or like too busy like sorting everyone out in his head because all i could hear was other people who wanted to be rescued and it's mm-hmm. like i okay yeah that's dark but it's also like the one scene in either of your superman movies where superman cares about rescuing people you fucking right. dig <laughs> Zack snyder the one scene you cut is the one scene where superman is a guy who wants to rescue people fuck you you're a piece of shit i hate you stop making movies justice league opens 2016 2017 2018 whatever the hell it is tickets available now for presa <laughs> Which I will not be buying. Um, <laughs> uh, plug, Justin. Or do, you, do you have any more plugs, Mark? Was that or, or are you good? Uh, nope, that's it. I just want to mention I do the the show with my best friend Tim Van Altruv, Uh and it's a great show. So everyone, go check it out if you want. It's yeah, here on Venue Network. It is, and I can vouch for that show. I've, I've listened to it. I've been on it. It's a great time for everyone. Yes, thank you, Matt. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, yeah. Matt's looking at me. Okay, so yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I write on agentsofguard.com. Uh, I've kind of been. Uh, I don't know if anyone who really follows the show knows my weekly art article was was looking ahead, but I've actually been kind of taking a quiet break from it. Yeah. 
So I've mostly been focusing on mostly just essays. Well, because you looked ahead and saw Batman vs Superman, you're like, I was no. broken. Yeah, <laughs> I was stepping like, out. I was really broken. Yeah. I was like, nothing's good. I can't talk about movies until May second. And <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. Recently, I did some. I did a write up on uh, the Before Sunrise trilogy. Um, hopefully, when this episode comes out, I'll have another article concerning uh, the movie Once. Oh, it's a great movie. Um, but uh, besides all that, you can follow me on uh, uh, Twitter at uh, Justin Gizon. I'm I got no fancy name, just, <laughs> just the same one. Um, and yeah, that's it. Okay, um, go to bevynetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. We've got some new ones recently, like the podcast preview, Trent Talk, the Artistry, and Van Dammit. A whole bunch of new shows coming in. They're all oh, wow. available on bevynetwork.com. Uh, as well as all the shows I'm on, you know about those. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show at Ben on Steve. And if you've got a question for us, you can send us an email at BenViewOnSpielberg at gmail.com. Uh, do all that uh, and join us next week for what I'm sure will be a super fun laugh palooza of an episode when we talk about Schindler's List. <laughs> <sighs> see you yeah, next Good luck, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. See, see you next see time. See you next time. podcast land my name is josh and this is jesse hello and we happen to do a podcast about video games called the extra damage cast indeed we do if you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games you should check out our podcast it's at extradamage.com or on the benview network website whatever that is This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.